where we talk about things with one super special guest every week. Just sit back, relax, and hear us speak on This Is Happening, the podcast. Hello, welcome to This Is Happening. This is one of your co-hosts, Nathan Streifel. And this is the other one, Eric Morris. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Um, uh, just a little housekeeping, you know. Yeah. We're waiting on an email from anybody to send us just about the pods. You know, I mean, I happened today to see um, a first... Uh, review. It was like, you know, it was a review of, our, of the podcast, and we were called Genial Hosts. And, uh, and it's only gotten better since the, the, the review. They felt like, you know, it was about our debut episode with Maddie Noyce, who oh. we love, um, but the, the listener wasn't um, familiar with Maddie, and then she felt like she was an old friend afterwards. It's the only reaction I've ever seen written somewhere about our podcast. Yeah, so I mean, people, let us know what you're thinking. Word of mouth, I mean, you know, it does get back to me. People say they like it and think it's like attending a dinner party. I love that. That I like too. I know, that's how we're going to market this thing. I can see that. Okay, Maybe we'll make some money out of it someday. Anyway, anyway enough about us. That we, was more than house. We have a fa- fantastic guest on the episode. Ron Morehouse. Ron Welcome, Rod. Rod is an actor and also a um, producer, producer, creator of your own production house, uh, Bell House Productions. Yes, yes. Thriving production. Thriving, we're thriving. They're churning out multiple short short films that have been on the circuit, the the festival circuit. award after award. It is true. Darling, Chris Darling. Chris Darling, exactly. They're actually very well done. I like the Thank you so much. They're they're well shot. They're, you know, they're... They're good. Yeah, we've been fortunate. Yeah. Yeah. You obviously have put some resources towards them. Yeah, we have. They they look good. Yeah. And God knows that's, you're just rowing good money after bad. There's no way to make any revenue off a short film. No, well, I mean, yes, correct. Uh, You don't do short films for monetary reasons. I mean, I've, you know, raised millions of dollars for for features that have made no money either. So, you know, it's... um, well, yours are really good, so... Yeah. It's all a crap shoot, this business of show. Eric, gosh, you're sounding so... Uh, God, it's... Complacent about that. You're like, oh, my... Uh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm getting drunk. Yeah, you know, we... My producing partner, Emily Bell, and I, we started Bell House Productions four years ago. Yeah. And we were in a play at SciFest LA called Future Boyfriend, and yes. we were doing that play, and... I've been primarily an actor my entire life and fortunate to work as an actor, done lots of commercials, TV shows. Yes, television spots. I was in, I was on, I had a recurring role in Boston Public, uh, an old David E. Kelly show back in the day. Of course. Yeah, people know that. Yeah, yeah, well yeah. People know Boston Public. Yeah, and you know, we did this play and it was really a unique take on the rom-com kind of genre with a sci-fi twist. It's a really poignant um, film. I mean, I saw the film. Yeah, Black Mirror. I really like it. Black Mirror, Twilight Zone kind of thing, yeah. Yeah. And we we spent, like, it's funny, we we made that, it took us two years to make that movie, even though it takes place in one location, and everyone's like, you know, why would it take you this long to do this? But we did it, and we went through this whole thing with it, and then we went up getting into the Tribeca Film Festival in 2016, 
And so that kind of started our journey in terms of like f- making more of a fully realized production company and that's a great festival. making more things. Oh my god, that was like it was like getting into like Yale Good University. Parties. Oh my god, it was it was insane. And so it and was like, that short is I called am, Future I Boyfriend. Really Future Boyfriend available to watch on YouTube. It's on different platforms now. We're actually in a development deal to I don't know if I can talk about that. I'm sure I can. Um, to t- turn it into a TV show. So we're working working amazing. with these producers. They don't want us in it, of course, but we'll be producers on the show. Right. That's um, amazing. Which is great. Yeah. So I mean, it's definitely. Uh, so you haven't you haven't pitched it yet. No, we're actually working with these two producers who um, they're they brought on a writer uh, who's basically been writing treatments for it, and so. And the two producers, they, they're very well known, so they have already talked to studios about it. A lot of people have passion because they're like, oh, no one wants a time travel kind of like show, oh, I guess. Wrong. But I think it's such an interesting idea. It's, it's kind of, that show can go, that movie can go either it's way. It's high concept enough that like, you know, I, anyway, you're about to enter a, a fun adventure pitching a show. Hopefully you'll be in the room pitching. Mm. That's um, the way it's set up, you know, it's so good. interesting. Like, I feel like I've I've sold a pilot to ABC. Which one? Did they didn't make it. No, no. I you mean, sold they, one that you wrote? No, no, no. Um, it was it was actually um, based on a series of mystery novels that mm-hmm. um, Nancy Drew. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, that. I wish. We, well, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Sherlock Holmes. No. Sherlock Holmes. No. Um, it was based on there was this novel called The Night of the Dance and. Uh, it took place in Texas, and there was um, anyway. It was it, it was a rich world, mm-hmm. um, and we pitched it to ABC, and awesome. they they commissioned a pilot script, and didn't make it. That's, that's just the story yeah, of my it's career. Newer, I'm, not, I'm actually not really that familiar with how. Um, how it works so we're learning that as, as we go along in terms of like the I like that process though because it's just it's about meetings you kind of find out really quickly as opposed to like spending two years making a short film I yeah mean, where you know just like begging borrowing and stealing for resources mm-hmm. and you know it's it, I like the television process you know it's just it moves. Yeah, you of know. course. And people yeah. say yes or no. I heard that it took sometimes can take forever for developments to like kind of well, come what's to your, uh, crazy well, no, it, it um, can, but it's just about you just go in. I mean, like that you know, they're doing. It, she she did that as like a I believe like a YouTube series for a while, and she had assumed that she she wasn't going to be in it, right. and she had, I think worked with it, and they went they would go down all these different avenues, and they would get stopped. And mm. she has like a podcast, I think, about this. And like oh. basically, eventually, someone decided to take it on, and they wanted her in the role, and then it became this thing. I, I love the show. Do you crazy. love that show? Oh my god, it's great. She's so funny in it too, and all the music. Uh, I love it. One of our previous guests, Bang Gibby, Gibby, was in there. Oh wow. In that. Yeah, yeah, cool. She has actually never seen it. Oh my god, it's great. It's, it's, it's really good. good. I should. I should binge it. Yeah, just binge it. Um, but back to you. Yeah, yes, please. So please. where are you from? I'm from New Jersey originally. So I'm from Jersey New Jersey. Boy. Jersey boy. Northern New Jersey. Northern Jersey. Bergen yeah. County. Morristown. Uh, are you from Jersey? I'm from um, New York City, but oh, okay. but grew up mainly in Rockland County. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went to like elementary school in Englewood. Oh New yeah, Jersey. that's northern. I'm like more central Jersey. Okay. Are you a Jets central. fan? I'm a Giants fan. Actually. Oh, Giants! Uh, we had Giants. we had season tickets to the Giants. Me too. Is we didn't, um, we didn't Giants? No, no, we didn't have, I'm just a fan. I, I mean, mean, I mean I'm not really. A fan. I would have to go with my. I would go with my father to the Giants your, games. Your dad's a Giants fan. Yes, and I would wait is for the halftime show. Is Jersey kind of like 
more Giants than Jets? I think so. At least Northern mm. Jersey is. Because a Giant stadium is, like, right there in, like, Northern Jersey. It's like, oh, so is, gotcha. But that's where the Jets play, too. Now. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really know anything about there. football. I know I was forced to watch it <laughs> as a boy. And I would say I would wait for the halftime show. But like, when's a halftime show? So you weren't and a quarterback like, or anything? No, I, I, I played football for one year. I've, yeah, right. Uh, when I was so in fourth grade, oh, I played tackle. And I was made fun of so badly during that. I would come home crying. I was made fun of so so badly. Aww. And one time, the coach told me to go in for the tackle, and I never told the other tackle to come out. So there was like two like left tackles, I guess. And um, he made a scene and embarrassed me. I was in fourth grade. That asshole. The coach did. The coach did. Yeah, it was one, oh of, those, it was one of these like what an uber asshole. masculine guys. How dare like, you? I, yeah, I was like, you're coaching. I hope he's listening years. to the pod right now. He's probably dead. Example. He's surely he not. Yeah, let's hope he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah, but um, do you have siblings? I do have siblings. I have a brother and a sister. I have a sister who is lives in uh, New Hampshire, and a brother who's in finance who lives in Jersey City. Oh, Jersey City. Nice. So yeah, yeah, Jersey yeah. City finance. He actually works for a company in New Jersey. So, oh, so yeah. he doesn't have to commute into Manhattan. No, he he bought a, I bought an apartment, a really lovely apartment in Jersey City. Which is actually overlooking really wonderful. The river. Overlooking the river. Nice. It's really nice. Have you been to Jersey City? I have. Yeah. Yeah, it's really actually kind of nice. Um, I, yeah. I, I'm trying I've to remember like, the occasions. But I've yeah. only been to the Newark Airport. That's the only place in that's, Jersey. Yeah. It was that's one of the places that people were Airport. starting to move to it when is. I it's left actually, New York. Yeah, I lived in. So I went to when I graduated high school. I went to DePaul, the theater school, which we have. Which that in I went to grad school at. You went to grad school in at Chicago, and I went many years before you. I had a very different experience. I did my undergrad there. I was asked many to leave. Many years before you. Are you older than Nathan? Yeah, I'm older than him. Barely, I'm sure. Yeah, man. no, I'm older than you. Oh, we don't have to. Uh, well, no, we're not going to say. We don't need age. I mean, I'm 25. No, you uh, play 25. Thank you. Yeah, 25. 18 to 25. <laughs> and I play seven and a half. So, so that there you makes go. Sense. Exactly. I guess you are older than me. Yeah. Um, no, uh, yeah, I went to DePaul, the theater school. I was told I was too neurotic and high-strung to ever make a living as an actor, so I was asked to leave the program. Did you say, what a, look, look at Woody like, Allen, it was, bitches. Uh, that, that whole experience was, now looking back on it many years later, it was like such a, it was just like a crazy juggernaut of nonsense, I thought. I mean, the teachers there that I had when I was there, and this is just my experience, were... Ego based, and it, when there's a program that's a cut program, when you enter a program as an actor and there's a fear of being cut, it's like I don't understand how you actually are able to do your best work with that hanging over your head. And it definitely did not, for me, didn't suit me. So um, I didn't have the greatest time at the do that I mean, I too, literally, they cut, they cut all the gay guys too. I mean, I That's, was very. Was I, went in the, I went in the nineties. You were one of the least gay seeming people I have ever met. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> no, that's not true. No. You you like, don't seem gay really. To me. I'm very homosexual, so I um, love it. <laughs> Great, me too. Yeah, um, but no, but they uh, they were. Um, I knew Ron was gay. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys yeah, know we each met, other. We, yeah. I, I we met know. at CrossFit. We did CrossFit. We did together. CrossFit exactly. together. Which is not super gay, is it? Um, our, our gym is, is kind of gay. yeah. But I there's about, lots of streets that do CrossFit. Of course, yeah, yeah. Actually, oh yeah, CrossFit super straight. Yeah. But, I would say half the guys that go to our CrossFit are gay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's in Silver Lake, right? Or East Hollywood. Uh, we won't yeah, give the East exact Hollywood. location. It's a wonderful of this podcast box, but, as they say. Yes, yeah, the box. A sweat box. A sweat box, exactly. <laughs> um, but no, it's interesting because I, uh, I, I had a teacher who was really like insanely abusive to all the students there. Who? 
Um, you don't have to say that. Should the I name. say his name? I, I feel like know. I feel like I, I mean know. I don't. I feel it's interesting. I looked online. It's up to you. You don't have to say the name if you feel. He was insane. He looked like Mussolini. He he had like a little he had like a little Hitler statue. It was George Mussolini. C. Scott. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Colleen Dewhurst. They came back and said, "God damn it, what are you doing?" Um, but uh, gay was, boy, get out. Get out. Exactly. And it was um, it was really it was hard to. You were there in the nineties. You are older. Operate. Than I am. Uh, yes. yes. Um, what were the '90s like? I went to school yeah. in the '90s as white, well. White I graduated in '92. Where'd you go to school? Penn. A University of Penn. Mm-hmm. Oh, great! So you're smart. No, Penn College. Oh, Penn College. Penn College. <laughs> no, everyone thinks you, Penn Community uh, College. Penn State. State. Yeah. Everyone thinks Penn State. If you're from the East Coast, because you're Wait, from. Wait, what are they? There's Penn State and Penn East. State is in Pittsburgh, I think. No, something. it's in. It's in actually yeah. um, college. Something. It's the the word college is in the Penn name college. of the city that it's in, but it's somewhere else. And University of Pennsylvania is an Ivy League school, right? right. So in yes. Philadelphia, yes, yes, yes. and yes. has gone way up in the rankings since I went there. That's great. And it's like it's maybe like school, the yeah. fifth or fourth best university in the country. Yeah, now. that's fantastic. Yeah, so you're. I, I assume you're very smart. You'll. No, I'm an idiot. You're an idiot, okay. <laughs> well, it, it wasn't number four. I've made a then. lot of right, very yeah, like a, yeah. bad life choices, but I guess One I'm One being I guess in the I'm entertainment smart. industry. Oh, Eric, you're very intelligent. <laughs> no, yeah, I thought DePaul, for me, it was it was difficult. I was pretty young to be in grad school looking back. and. Did you go right out of, out of yeah, undergrad? I went immediately from undergrad to grad school. Who were your teachers just, there? I'm trying to think if you... Um, Catherine Widener, Dexter Bullard, no, no, Patrice no. Quinn, Jane Brody. Jane Brody was there when I was Patrice there. Patrice yeah. Quinn. Interesting. Patrice, Patrice, not Patrice Quinn. Patrice, Patrice Quinn. Quinn. No, because Patrice, that's been a, that was Patrice, a guest on our uh, oh, really? <laughs> Not Patrice Quinn. Uh, Patrice somebody else, a different Patrice. Who I mean, interesting. Did great Patrice Quinn work. has taught acting, probably that's not right. at DePaul. It was not Patrice Quinn. She went to Circle in the Square acting school. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that's... That, I came, when I graduated high school, there were all the programs like Carnegie Mellon and DePaul that have really bad cut systems. They don't have them anymore, from what I understand. They got rid of the cut. They got rid of the cut, and also for the MFA program. Well, that's how Juilliard that. works, isn't it? Mm. You, get, you can get cut. You, you don't I get mean, asked back. Yeah, but I think they've stopped a lot of that. I believe, oh, From maybe. what I understand, I know Carnegie Mellon used to also have a vicious cut system. Um, I don't know what those don't kids do now. I really yeah. don't. Children. I'm talking about like what I knew in the 90s. Yeah, you know when when I, people I knew went to Juilliard. Oh, okay. Who do, who do you know who went to Juilliard? Kate you, Jennings Grant. Okay. Um, Kate Burton. Uh, oh, Laura Lee. She's way older. Than, those <laughs> people. Those people are both way older than me. Um, <laughs> although Laura Linney probably not way older than me. Maybe she's not even older than me. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't know. Who it, cares? Yeah, I just felt like a lot of like there was a lot of like. You need to find your neutral and be able to be kind of this base that characters can lay on top of and be very like, um, kind of this this baseline actor, and that doesn't work very well when you have a lot of eccentricities mm-hmm. in who you are and who your personality is, and if you're not necessarily some prototypical type um, of an actor, it's really hard to kind of 
feel supported in a certain way. It was, I was not a supportive program. I'm trying to remember if we had this conversation with someone else. We did. Somebody else was talking talking about about how in acting school they beat the gay out of you, as David Pepiner, I think. I would Um, say that back then it does. They don't say beat the gay now, but they're like, you know, your voice, voice needs to have more resonance in the chest. Whatever right, that yeah. means. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I had to get to a place three years later when I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm just going to have nasality in my voice and that's okay. And I can play characters that are nasally. And if I don't want the nasal, I can get rid of it. But I don't have to, I, I can live in myself. Well, don't be self conscious. Well, that's yeah. also like, be, be yourself. It, yeah. And that, that's also taught to you by people who aren't actors, people who have studied acting and teach. They've never actually gone out in the world and actually done guest stars on TV shows or commercials or been in a theater company. A lot of those people are philosophers and actors. At least when I was there, I had a teacher. And I had a teacher. A, there was a lot of working actors. There was. When I, I was there, it with, wasn't like that. I think they were like, they may, have, they may have acted a little bit, but I felt overall they were more, um, they, they trained, they studied actors and they, they trained actors. When I was, was really young, I did contemplate going into acting and I, I, I made... A couple, I made a, a couple of films, <clears throat> and I studied at um, HB Studios. Oh yeah, of in course, uh, Uda Hagen's, right? Yeah, Herbert Herber- Herber- I did like audit Uda's Uda Hagen's class yeah. a couple times, but my teacher for two summers was Sandy Dennis. Oh my god, you know, that's amazing! Was, like right, right uh, at the end of her life, she was like in the last wow. one, the last summer, she was like really battling cancer and died soon. And after. she was in Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Yeah, she, she won an Oscar for that, yeah. and she was in the Out of Towners, and and um, just so brilliant and, and so special, and so unique. And that's someone who like she, she knows what she's talking about. You know, yeah. it's like she had you know she worked and. Um, to get feedback from her was just like really incredible. It's I, like, I teach acting to, to kids, to, to young kids. Oh, nice. And the whole focus is always about like being yourself and like yeah. really, because that's what, there's no one like you. So why are you going to actually try and be some neutral person and just put a character on you when it's like, yeah. you're, you know, that's how movie stars are made. It's like their personality. Yeah, it's not Keaton. like, yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, and that program Catherine was, Hepburn. yeah. And that program was, uh, I, it's there's nothing of, wrong with being neutral and trying to transform yourself into these other things but it's not the only way there's plenty no, of, of ways course. to do it yeah, yeah, yeah. also I think when I was I was had my own insecurities going straight in from undergrad to grad school and I think now I th- being a little older if I were to reapproach a program like that I think I'd have a much better understanding of who I am mm-hmm. and when those those problems wouldn't arise because I would you know, be able well, to it's all part of the your teachers so abusive finding out who you are. I felt some abuse, yeah. I mean, I this teacher yeah. that I had there was there was one or t- one particular teacher that I feel like um, was very negative and not a productive way. Right, and this teacher that I had my freshman year was would scream at us and and call us names and say awful things. I mean, literally, it was at a point where I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Mm-hmm. And it was all about the. I felt at that program, especially at that time, it was about their ego and about serving their ego. And I mean, we had some girl try to commit suicide in our class. It was like it was dr- it was drama school. Oh, and but he with a capital D. And he kept saying, you know, I he would say every day, I only see one person who will be back next next year. And this is what they would oh do. Oh my God, that go is awful. It. And it took, they took advantage of 18-year-old kids. Kids who I think knew nothing about really the world of acting. Yeah. And they show up, they were the lead in their high school play, and they're ready to train, and they played on that. And well, it, it was and disgusting the, to and me. It, and 
no people don't really know who they are at 18 mm-hmm. like you said like you know it's yeah. like you're finding out who you are through your 20s yeah I also had some really fantastic professors like Dexter Bullard Catherine White <laughs> Trudy Kessler and Patrice Quinn Patrice. and Patrice Quinn <laughs> yeah, yeah. all of those all of there, there were many people who taught me a ton of really great things and were so incredibly supportive um, I'm surprised all that so people supportive that they are so, dedicated listeners to this podcast I'm sure they're I mean, I'm surprised that more has not come out from those kind of programs in this whole sort of climate that we're living in, in many ways. There's oh, definitely, yeah. There were definitely many inappropriate circumstances there that have he been. did that were Some, like, very and difficult. that happens sometimes yeah. in acting. I understand, like, you talk about certain things because it's a lot about, you know. You're revealing everything. You're revealing everything. Class. I get that. But the, some of the things, especially that this one teacher did, were like. Well, you know, it's not specifically acting, but, you know, I, I went to Horace Mann um, in uh, New York uh, High School and, you know, which is now, I think, maybe best known for like it was just run and taught by a um, gang of child molesters. You know, what? just like Horace I mean, Mann? That's yeah. crazy. I mean, there was Wait, a was huge, school, right? huge expose in the, in the New York oh Times God. Magazine and then later in the New Yorker. And, you know, this this teacher that I had who really, you know, shaped, you know, my life in a lot of ways, this guy, Johannes Samari, hmm. um, who was the conductor of the Glee Club and had a professional orchestra that, and he would invite people to tour the world with him mm-hmm. and you know singing you know Bach and Beethoven and Handel mm-hmm. and Mozart whatever um, but he was um, molesting boys um, oh my god and while we were traveling people would say like don't, oh, don't be a don't be in a room alone with Johannes um, wow that's crazy this yeah. is high school mm-hmm and, but it, like the head of the school was also doing the same thing to the baseball team uh, there, wow. you know, I had uh, a seventh grade history teacher who was also doing crazy shit. You know, in that school, I it was it, it was one of the like the best schools in the country. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly a feeder to Ivy League schools, mm-hmm. but terrible, terrible things were happening. Not to me, I, I thankfully. I mean, look at the Catholic Church; it's oh an entire God, yes. global pedophilia ring. But it's, it, in, it's yeah. insane. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, there is that. But uh, that that oh, well. didn't it wasn't that <laughs> extreme. I, I mean, at this school, but it was definitely just inappropriate things that were. I can't I can't say that I experienced anything like that at DePaul. They were there was nothing. Like no, that. this this one teacher was why I mean, it was and when I went online to recently to actually look him up to see and he it's funny because I went to you I went up going to USC get, finishing up my BFA at USC. And he actually, at the end of the four oh, years, good. wound up judging the scholarship that I was nominated for. Because he had, like left a poll hmm. and went there, and I was like, "Oh Jesus Christ!" I saw him. I was like, "Oh <laughs> so my yeah, God!" This I really yeah. To get away from this exactly. Person. And he, I remember after the, the thing, he was like, "You were great. Now you should come take my acting class." I was like, "Go oh, fuck yourself, dude." Um, and then he also, I mean, I know that there were some people who do had you take acting classes now. I do, I I used to. I, I just have things. I've been so busy with like. Filmmaking, of course. And, you know, yeah, I mean, I, that's where all my money Becoming a mogul so. of the short film. Becoming a mogul of the short film world. So lucrative. Um, no, but I. Well, and you're but you're parlaying one of them into a TV deal. I mean, that's great. 
Well, we hope so. No. So, I mean, so yeah. you also have another film called Deep, Deep Dish, Dish Apocalypse, Deep Dish Apocalypse. Yeah, which is, yeah. I think, so smart, so commercial. Yeah. So like you know, you're, it, it's a it's just fun, smart zombie movie. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, which I think, you know, if you want to, if you want to do well making films, you know, find some offbeat commercial thing to do, and that. You know, I just think it's a great showcase for the sensibility of your company. Thank, and yeah, we it's we, really it's really good. We focus on like kind of genre specific movies. I mean, Future Boyfriend is a is a rom com with a time yeah. travel twist. It's very and true. This is yeah, this is like a zombie. Kind you of know what you're doing, Ron yeah. Morehouse. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's deep dish out right now as so, far as the process. So we're in the festival circuit now. Uh, we just won. We won best ensemble award at uh, Hollywood Horror Fest. Yeah. We won runner up for best genre film at uh, Salute Your Shorts. Amazing. We screened at Dance with Films. Um, Holly Shorts. We're screening at Sydney. International Film Festival, which is a great festival at the uh, in the beginning of October. Amazing. We're Are you going Catalina, to Catalina? Yeah, yeah, Catalina Film Festival. Oh, Catalina. Um, what a yeah. great excuse to go to Catalina. I know. I've never been to Catalina. I'm <laughs> Me so neither. I keep uh, threatening to go. I've been living in the city for so long. I'm like, I have to go. And a future boyfriend actually screened at Catalina last time, but I was unable to go. Um, and then we're going to be at Napa Valley Film Festival, which is my favorite film festival in the world. Oh, I have been, boyfriend. But a, a friend of mine, a neighbor, lives a couple doors down. Oh, had a had a short there and told me like I went the I went the best two experience. years ago with Future Boyfriend, and I went. It was the festival started the day after the election. This, oh this my god! And I was like, I'm getting out of town, and so I went up there. That's and they, 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 to drink. Exactly, and they put us up in these host homes, and I stayed with this lovely couple, and. Emily, my producing partner, couldn't come with me, and um, all the vine- all the screens were on vineyards, and you have free wine and cheese, and it's yeah. like it was an incredible festival. So uh, we're screening there, and then we're we're look we have you need an assistant to go with yeah, you? yeah exactly you want to come with me yeah, yeah we already have you yeah kidding? you're like we already got it no 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 I'm, I can I'm do things your assistant that, can't so. do yeah <laughs> oh dear <laughs> come on. hey um, it's Hollywood baby it's Hollywood exactly. <laughs> No, yeah, I mean, I, when, the first time I went to the Cannes Film Festival, mm. I uh, I didn't want to go alone, um, so I brought Doug Buton, who's been a guest. Um, oh, wow. But he's such a great traveling companion, and he just... Oh, he, I can imagine. Like, totally smoothed the way, like, the entire hotel we were staying at fell in love with him, he could have anything he wanted, mm. I they ignored me, I could barely get breakfast. Doug Buton is <laughs> paying one breakfast. of the top five most charismatic people I've ever met. He's oh, wow. so sweet. He's yeah. an actor? Or? He's an actor he, in LA. He is an actor. And, does a lot, of, a lot of other things, but he's been on a lot of television stuff. And, and, and also a, a former guest of the pod. Oh, I love going to film festivals. I have to say it's like one of the Me most. Me too. I've been communal. to Cannes maybe five times. Wow. And, and, okay, so you've been to like Sundance, Toronto, Sundance. Toronto, yeah. Um, have you been to Tribeca? Tribeca, yeah, is great. Yeah. No, I I was gonna say when you mentioned Tribeca, like I'm actually really good at getting into like very exclusive private parties that I'm not really supposed to be at. I, oh, yeah. I really excel in that. It's one of maybe like my, Diddy's yacht. One of my few skills. <laughs> yes, like uh, P. Diddy's yacht in Cannes. You want to um, P. Diddy's yacht in Cannes? Oh, yeah. Really? Okay. It's, it's a very important to have a gorgeous woman with you. Mm. a magnet for the rappers. Wow, okay. And that's that's how we got in there. But, um, but Good to know. But to with know. in Tribeca, I found myself more than once like one time you know I was 
at some at the premiere of this movie, um, a guide to recognizing your saints or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, I know. It's yeah. how like Channing Tatum, um, Channing Tatum yeah. was launched, yeah. and it was produced by Truly Styler. And I, you know, dropped the name of the head of the um, uh, distribution company, mm-hmm. who I did know, but she was she didn't invite me. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and so I ended up like you know, in just a, a thing just for the cast, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and Sting and Trudy Styler and, you know, and ended up like seeing, um, Diane Who's Weiss, Trudy who Styler? was in that, uh, Sting's wife. Oh, um, okay. And she's, she's she produced it. Okay. Yes. And, uh, so I, Diane Weiss is in this movie and ah. I'm seeing her out in like the main non VIP area of his party and went up to her and said, "Oh, I think you want to be at this in this like." And so I, I took her. You helped her. You were her hand. Oh my god, it's amazing. And she just kept saying like, "Oh my god, I think no one's ever gonna hire me again. I'm, I'm so sure, irrelevant." Yeah. And I, you know, Diane Weiss. So so these so many of these people like they Are you just kidding me. They need constant. I mean, she's so. I mean, they don't shouldn't need anything, but she seemed at that moment to need constant. Validation, but that's true for I think every actor. Yeah, like, I think that's true for all people. Yes, but I think for <laughs> acting, did you read that? But article? she's like two-time Oscar winner. Diane oh, she's Weiss. amazing. I mean, you she's know, incredible. Like, I mean, no, you're great. You know, you're yeah, oh, you're gonna be to great. <laughs> yeah. Well, did you read that article at Betty Gilpin from? Um, uh, Everyone, well, it's a great all article. All these actors that I know it's a, have it's been amazing. raving. It's a, and she talks like we're basically interchangeable flesh puppets, and it's true in many ways. Acting doesn't being an actor doesn't really mean anything. It's about it the, the roller it's coaster like, on the seesaw yes. of death or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah exactly. the work of an actor obviously means something, but being an actor, especially in this industry, it's like you could be Sally Field and they still make you audition for roles, or you could be Jim Carrey and they're like, oh, you can no longer. Which is why a movie, you so have can't... to do what you're doing, which yeah. is create your own opportunities. Create a you know company that where you can choose vehicles for yourself to do yeah you know, like because who else is going to do that no no and it's no. been such it's been so fulfilling and like liberating to do that like I you don't really worry then about how did the you industry. come together with your partner so we were we were cast in a play at SciFest LA which is this great festival a couple of years ago it was about they did three seasons where it was basically um, a summer festival over four weeks uh, that featured science fiction one act plays. And they were done by old science fiction actors, like people from Star Trek, or not old, but like people who had done things in the past. And like it was, it was great. It was a great group of really amazing actors. Michelle Nichols, right before the yeah. Alzheimer's. Yeah, yeah, and I, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh God, Michelle Alzheimer's. Oh, no. I think so. That was I recently. So, so you guys really did come yeah. together through Future Boyfriend. So yeah, so we, so we were. I was doing a play, a radio play that Dan Castellaneta, who's the voice of Homer Simpson, yes. was directing. Who I love. Who's just a, a brilliant, nice, kind man. Uh, he was directing this, this. Um, um, radio play and Emily was actually an understudy for it and they added this play last minute to the festival and like their, their laugh track so we started working on it we put it up in about two two weeks it was like a short little play and people started commenting be like this is a great idea for like a TV show so cracking my, my knuckles mm-hmm. um, they were like this is a great idea for a TV show or a movie and we were like I said that we were Emily and I were talking I was like let's do it as a short film and we are like awesome and so yeah. we talked to the playwright and got his permission and started doing some contracts and it was our first foray in terms of like I'm sure the woman reason. that was actually cast in the role that she played was thrilled that you decided no, 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 to no, do no. that. She was understanding that the radio play. So oh, we were cast oh, in the, uh, so the... So you I did play the, in this last minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That'd be amazing. Yeah, sorry. 
Um, but we, I'm going to um, choose the understudy and start a yeah, company yeah. with her. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you. hey, screw you. <laughs> um, but uh, so we did a Kickstarter campaign, and it was the first time we did that, and we raised about $12,000 in like five days. It was kind of crazy mm. how fast we did that. Amazing. And we got this great director, Ben Rock, who um, he did a bunch of other short films, and he was actually the production designer on the Blair Witch Project. And he came on oh, board wow. with his uh, DP, and we created this amazing movie and you know French Stewart's in it who plays a little hologram guy which we yeah. having him in it I noticed that yes. yeah and so and it took Stewart. us a while he seems super accessible I've seen him nice like, nice man really like less than 99 seat um, was he in Sabrina he the some, Teenage Witch Sabrina the Teenage Witch probably I couldn't see I, can, I, I feel like I've seen him in that Third, third Rock him. from the Sun that's his big oh, fan yes Third Rock from the Sun and he's also mom that show with Alison I but I saw him do a show with Laurie Metcalf in like oh, a I saw the 50s, same show. It was um, theater somewhere. Yeah, did he, had a, did he have nasality to his voice? Like he, he does. does. Yeah, he and does. he yes. and he did it in the play. He didn't get rid of it. He can't. Perfect, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was, yeah. He, I love people. He gets naked in that. In he the, did. He the did. End, How did he look? I don't remember that. I don't. Or maybe we saw. You know what? Maybe we saw the last performance, and he maybe he just did that. For that performance, maybe I don't, I don't remember him getting naked. I don't know. I he did at the end of this. I don't remember why. Full, fully naked. Yeah. Wow. Okay. No. Interesting. Have you ever been naked on stage? I haven't. Or anything? I have not. You haven't. You hair. haven't. I haven't. No. Have, have you? Naked? Yes. Fully naked. Full yeah. Mm-hmm. On stage. Yep. It was the first play that my dad saw me in. Oh in my college. god. Why would you cast him I mean, to yes, be naked? Of course. I mean, Absolutely, come on. Yes. He's wearing like a, a, a half shirt right now. <laughs> it was <laughs> the mistakes Madeline made. It was an undergrad directed by the most in the the most influential professor I've ever had, Rich Brown, who was like just a fantastic, amazing person and was just incredibly influential in who I am as a person. But uh, yeah, he did this. Uh, what play was it? It's called The Mistakes Madeline Made, okay. and it's about a woman who is suffering from a blutophobia, which is fear of bathing. Um, and she a developed. A blutophobia, I love it. A blutophobia. <laughs> well, she gets rid of I actually say, I say all the time, like, you know, like, when I'm traveling with, with my friend uh, Rebecca, you know, I'm like, I, I always say, like, well, I have to bloot. <laughs> and then I'll be ready. <laughs> so what, so what I mean, a bloot means what? Ablutions. I mean, I think a bloot is maybe kind to of like a, a bath main. or to clean yourself. Yeah, ablution hmm. is is cl- is cleaning. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, she. Yeah. Blutophobia. Her her brother. I learned a new word. Today. Her brother was a photographer in Iraq who came back during the war and had PTSD and that, and then he died, committed suicide or something. Like, the details are hazy. It's been a minute, but um, she develops. You remember the blue phobia? I know exactly. Based off of <laughs> and her brother and I played this um, co-worker of hers in this crazy office, and I have um, no problem. I mainly only speak in sounds because I get I have like anxiety disorder. How'd you get that job? Wow. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, that, what was that audition? In the like? office. Like, how did that character get the job in the office? Like, why would I you... I think he's very neurotic. Why would you hire someone who always beats I think it's... He was mostly doing filing and stuff. He must have been really good at his job whenever he was doing I don't remember. He kept it. Wasn't it's in my hard. notebook somewhere. My character... <laughs> history. <laughs> research and history. Um... Yeah, we got na- anyway. So what you so you, you get naked on so you get naked on stage or where you did you walk? We get there naked? was a there was a ten foot platform in the center of the stage. Um, it was done in a giant theater, but they built um, 
they built the audience seats on the stage. So okay. they made it into a black box, but they were able to have um, the, the what's the rafter things called, where you can... Like, what, no, 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 no. The, the, I mean, the, the things that you can... Curtains. Curtains um, and bring words, things what? up. The rigging system. Okay. okay. They yeah. wanted a rigging system, but they wanted a black box feel. Okay, So sure. they did it on the stage of a full theater with so they could have the whole rigging system. And they had a 10-foot platform built with a clawfoot bathtub on the top of it where the brother was placed the whole show. Are you he, taking a bath? He leaves at the end of the show, and f- she gets dirtier and dirtier during the whole play because she has a fear of bathing. Oh, right. And finally, <laughs> I declare, I've been keeping a journal the whole play, and I do, like, a three-page monologue and declare my love for her and read out my whole journal to her of all of these reasons why I'm in love with her. And then we s- strip and get in the bathtub and watch each other. And oh. each other. Mm. And your father saw your And father my saw dad, it. I was just my senior year of college and my dad came like, hey, saw that play oh and he really God. liked it. And he, there was even a talk back that night and he asked a question. It was very, it was very cool. What was, was that awesome. like and my was mom it nerve wracking for you to, to do that? Revelatory. I, mean, uh, I wish I had seen that. It was it was an awesome. You what was it like? Right? What was it like to get naked, or yeah. what was it like for my parents? Was it like what was it like for you to get naked? Was it? Did you have a lot of anxiety about it while you were like leading up? No, I didn't. Mm. There was so much. I I've never really had a problem with. Nudity. I mean, look at look at and, his like, Instagram account. You know, yeah. I <laughs> wish I could be naked all the time. Honestly, I wish there was less like stigma about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yeah, no, it was it, it was a little weird, I guess, with my parents, but there was so much going on. They had rigged up a giant shower that came down and actually rained water on us, oh, and wow, it was okay. cold-ass water, which yeah. sucked, but it was like I was naked and getting, like, <laughs> live water yeah. poured on me on stage, like, things that, like, never happen. You know what I mean? It was just, like, a very, like... It's gonna be awesome plus, as an actor, though, to be, like, you just kind of have to give yourself over to the whole thing. So it's yeah, gonna be very and then, free you know, to memorizing, like, you know, doing the lines and the blocking and everything, so much is going on. The last thing that's in my not- mind is, oh, my God, people are seeing Well, and I'm, sh- yeah. and I'm sure that, like, you know, you have this long rehearsal process, but th- that water was only happening, like only for the productions and maybe a dress rehearsal or something. So, like, the experience of it was new, you know, like... Pretty much, yeah. We did the tech. Really we did prepare. it in tech, yeah. and it took forever because they had to rig a hose system that yeah, went yeah. all the way up through the rafters and came down on this giant... So you were really kind of, like, experiencing this. Yeah. Anyway, fun. Anyway, that was a huge that was a, but Yeah. Wow. Hey, that was great. <laughs> I haven't talked about that play in years. Do you have a video of it? Do I don't think they did a video. They might. It's on Pornhub. Now. It's on Pornhub, exactly, yeah. It's on Derek Viveros' Pornhub. <laughs> uh, no, it's too artistic for Pornhub. Mm. Oh, there's no such Maybe thing. Not. No, exactly. They're not hard on Pornhub. Everyone loves, they have their own little fetish. Art fetish. Yeah, art, I fetish, love art fetish. fetish. For sure. So I, yeah, I happen to come across a porn recently that has... Uh, Bianca Del Rio in a dual role. I was like, what? Really? <laughs> Post Drag Race. And I well, was you like, know, you get the job this when you bitch did yeah. a porn after did Drag Race? No. But, well, she's actually miming getting a blowjob through a glory hole. So she really? just is doing like an auxiliary character, kind of, no way. Uh, is she in drag? 
I, I really, I, I had no interest in seeing her have sex, so I didn't mm-hmm. stay with it for very long. But, sure. uh, but I, she was the focus of the scene that I saw, the moment wow, that that's I saw. Good for her. Interesting. I guess. I thought it was a little questionable. You yeah. watched the whole porn, though? No. Oh, yeah. No, I, 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 but I was just like, what is she doing? I, she... I saw, whatever. Let's go, let's move on. If I'm going to do a lot of things, I thought it needs to be high art. Yeah. Yeah. We had this a porn wasn't drawn earlier, and he was like, "Why don't you do porn?" And it really made me think, "Why don't he was recruiting you?" I guess. Like, why don't I do porn? What is my reason not to do porn? And I had to think about it. Yeah. Anyway, you can't do that. <laughs> now you know. Well, I just I was like, <laughs> I don't want to do things just to get people jerk people off. You know, right? That's yeah. the point of porn, and my the point of me is to do things that are artist. Yeah. Art, of course. Art. Yeah. Well, and you you have a, a short film idea that that is quite sexual but it's like it's saying what you want to say you know it's, it's yes. expressing something <laughs> have you seen Short Boss? John yes yeah, oh my god I was at the premiere of that at Cannes really the midnight premiere of that at Cannes it was one of the most incredible experiences I've ever had I was uh, hmm. emotionally blown away by that movie um, I just, it just. I was taken back with it as well. It like, hit yeah. every like little, you know, uh, emotional beat for me about like shame and and denial and mm-hmm. repression and I I was a wreck. You know, I somehow did he write I got. That movie? Well, did he they write it? No. yes, he did. He did write it, yeah. Because they did workshops. He cast actors, and for several years. They did workshops to develop the scenes and to get people comfortable with doing actual sex on camera, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Um, but hmm. so I got myself invited to that um, midnight screening. I think you've I, told this story on the podcast. I before. think I have. And it's, but so then. <laughs> then <laughs> the one where everybody was there, Ian McCallan and. As I was, right. Yeah. So as I was leaving, um, a friend from college was in the lobby and said, "Oh, Eric, hey!" And he had been one of the producers and put one of the people who like put the money together for that wow. movie. And he invited me to a party with the cast that night, and I ended up like having a little fling with one of the cast members, really? and I spent the next three days hanging out with them. And Justin Vivian oh, Bond was wow. there, and. And so they, 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 their distributor or their foreign sales company, Fortissimo, um, had this amazing party for them on the beach. And uh, it was all out on a pier. And um, John Cameron Mitchell did Hedwig songs for the first oh, time in years. That would be and, amazing. Uh, Kiki and Herb hosted. Justin mm. Vivian Bond is in the movie as the, mm. as the host of the sex club mm-hmm. um, and and at the time had an act called Kiki and Herb which was about to go to Broadway um, so they hosted and did songs and most of those actors are singer-songwriters so they all like oh I forget his name Jay, Jay Brannon. Brannon Jay Brannon's mm-hmm. in it um, mm-hmm. you know this this woman named Bitch this oh, yeah. lesbian named Bitch is in it. Was, I remember I hanging it. out yeah. with Can Bitch. We, I, not to interrupt or anything. <laughs> anyway, it was a great, great time. Great, yeah. We went way, way, way far away from Ron. No, I love it. I love uh, hearing all this stuff. Then you're right. Where, how did you go from DePaul? There's a little bit of a gap. Yes. Coming to Hollywood. How did you go from DePaul to Hollywood? So I went from DePaul after I was 
asked to leave for being too neurotic. I stayed in <laughs> Chicago because I thought, I was like, you know what, if I actually leave Chicago and go back home to my family in New Jersey, I'm going to go to community college and staying with them, and I didn't want that. So I just Where were you living? In Chicago. I was in Lincoln Park. Could have been. Yeah. Like a trade yeah, yeah. school. Or something like that. It was a ride. It was Not that there's anything wrong with that. I just, uh, it just you wasn't know, your It was my... Yeah. So I stayed in Chicago. I got an apartment with some friends, and I just started doing theater and started taking my own acting classes. I took this great class from... Years ago, from Dennis's eye check at Victory Gardens Theater, mm. um, I started doing yeah, theater. I did. Gardens, I lived right what a great town for an actor! Oh my god, it's Chicago. amazing. Chicago is, is an acting city. Oh, without a doubt. But too fucking cold. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's hard to make a living as an actor. I found in Chicago. There's only like five of them. Yeah, it's, it's like no really one really hires hard. you. There's four equity theaters. Yeah, three show, three TV shows. Like yeah. unless probably you're less when you were there. Mm. What was what was what is the name the of that? ER was brilliant. There. I mean, but they came to shoot really nothing. Just their exteriors there. What's the name Sorry. of that um, brilliant, brilliant woman who won a Tony for? Um, August Osage County. Uh, Dana Dunnigan? Not her. The, the, the one, oh, the Amy, mother. Amy Morton? Uh, Amy Morton played... Well, maybe it was the Amy first one. Played she's the from Second and Wolf, the yeah. Not was, Amy uh, Morton, but the other which, one. But, you know, it's the first one you mentioned. Deanna, Deanna D- yeah. Dunnigan. Dun- yeah. Who's amazing. I mean, she, I saw, she I made saw the original cast of... She made a living. She did. For, I, yeah. But <laughs> I mean, if you're not working consistently oh, yeah, not at Steppenwolf, Goodman... Really, I mean, Victory Guard. I guess, but like, like they Looking Glass, okay. Looking Glass, but they were they don't. That's one of the best like, performances I've ever seen. Oh my god, she her was playing amazing. that mother oh. in August Osage County. I remember, got tickets to see it on Broadway, and and after I saw it, my mother called and said, like, should I see it? Should we get tickets for it? And I said. Yes, if you want to see yourself depicted on stage, oh, yes. go see this, and yeah. I'm gonna get tickets for you. And I did, and she saw she it. Cried. And I no, I told, I was like, you're gonna go see yourself depicted on stage. And this is a this mother is a terrible character. Yeah, awful. And um, and so we talked about it afterwards, and I was like, oh, I was just kidding. But not not completely. Not completely. I thought Meryl Streep did a decent job with that. She was I, nowhere near I as liked, good as, as Deanna yeah, Durbin she was, or whatever. I thought yeah. she was pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Meryl Streep does a good job at everything. She's yeah. Um, what, what was I, I didn't like that. So you much, were living, anyway. doing so acting, acting, doing, doing I did My first like paid acting gig. I was in Shakespeare on the Green and. Were you in Equity at the time? No, I wasn't. I was just. That's the other one, Shakespeare. The Shakespeare. Chicago Shakespeare, Chicago yeah, which Shakespeare. I didn't do. I did, this was a thing called Shakespeare in the Green, which they don't. I don't think they have anymore. It was at Barra College, and I remember I made like three hundred fifty dollars for the whole run. I played Balthazar in Romeo and Juliet, <laughs> but I remember what was great about that was being able to work with those actors. They were such great actors, and that's how I really felt like I was like, okay, I can learn how to act through this and watching these amazing actors, see how they solve problems and how they go about it, and that's pretty much what I did. So I went from there. I did another show in Chicago, and then I left and went to New York. And did some theater in New York. I did a summer season with New Jersey Shakespeare Festival and their Next Stage Ensemble. Um, and then I understudied two plays off Broadway at the Pearl Theater Company. So I did a lot of classical mm-hmm. theater. I was like, mm-hmm. sort of, mm-hmm. you know. And then um, I just kind of got like, I was like, I think I was like, I forget how old I was, but I was like, I kind of wanted a, a degree. So I applied to NYU and USC, and I got into both. And I was like, I wanted to move to USC because I felt like. At that time, it was like all these young people were getting TV series. I was like, well, if anyone, you know, Friends. Got whatever, the Dawson's Creek, I was like, oh, I can uh, do that, whatever. Yeah, so, even later, yeah. Yeah, and so I, um, 
so I went to, I got into the BFA program at USC and I loved USC. USC was like night and day in terms of DePaul. I felt like it was, they were hard on you, but it wasn't like shaming you and, yeah. you know, giving you what issues. I, what I think, you know, from my, from what I know about people that went to um, grad schools or whatever at USC and, and UCLA, both those places in LA, they, they're very focused on you know, training you to get out in the working world. Mm-hmm. You know, well, the, like, the industry is so strong here. Oh, it's the connections. With connections and bringing people in to see you mm-hmm. and getting an agent and all that stuff. I mean, I feel like they do that well. Maybe, uh, maybe yeah, you're of course. No, I mean, I loved USA. I mean, also going to school in the city where you kind of, you're going to end up and where you want yeah. to work is really important because when you're like, when you, if I can't imagine coming to LA, an actor and not really knowing anyone here. I mean, it's got to be hard because you're like, okay, you're trying to find a group of people. Right, so what do I do? Just be around. Yeah, exactly. Some kind of like, yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I loved USC. And the, the USC connection, the alumni network is like huge. I mean, it really is. Even I mean, now. Directors and producers and people help each other out. So it's been, it's and people great. do. Yeah. People really, you know, people really, because mm-hmm. people know, you know, that's how, you know, they got a leg up from someone. And, you know, I think people are willing to, yeah, to make introductions and help and things like that. Yeah. But it was when I came to USC, I actually had the intention of like not finishing my degree. I was like, I'm gonna get on a TV show and yeah. do whatever. And I got here, and I actually really, I did really well at first. Like my first agent was William Morris. I like talked my way in there. I met this amazing, amazing agent named Jenny Delaney, who was incredible. And so I, she hip pocketed me, and I booked my first guest star through her. Um, and then they went up dropping me because I didn't get a pilot that season, which was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, it, you know, I anticipated. But then I finished my degree, and I had an agent, and. It took me like I saw like two years before I really started working as an actor, and by working I mean just being a journeyman actor, like making my living. Yeah. And so then well, you have a lot yeah. of TV credits. You've yeah, I mean, it's shows. been hard the last couple of years for some reason. It's, I've been it's been a struggle, but I've also shifted my focus to like filmmaking and sure. like, doing my own thing. So. What are you gonna do? What if I start crying right now? It's like I can't find a job. He hire is me. crying. Somebody he is crying. Me. Yeah. I mean, if I thought too hard about my own career, I would be weeping. But you yeah. know, whatever. You know, I just like uh, yeah. just, we all have our Industries. own path. You have to find your own empowerment. I've you know descended down, down, down to this. To this. This is what I'm doing now. <laughs> this is what you're doing now. It's free. Eric, it's how free. dare you? <laughs> how, how dare you speak of the podcast in such a way live on air? This is, this is a fantastic thing. <laughs> you love the pod. Give me a break. Come on. I am a little obsessed with the pod. I am. I'm, I'm I love weirdly podcasts. obsessed with the pod. You love yeah. the pod more than I love the pod, and I love the pod. I'm a little obsessed with. I just. I'm obsessed with like flippantly dismiss the. How like how it's doing? What episodes are getting <laughs> listens? Yeah. I really I check it way too often. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. But that's awesome. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the benefit of creating something. Be like, is it doing well? What's going on? No, what's are cool about this of... is like, and I've said it before here. Like, we just we wanted to do it, and we're doing it. Like, we didn't have to go to anyone and get permission to do it or get funding to do it. Like, you know, perhaps we, you know, there will be some revenue that comes out of it. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it, but it's not really why we're doing it at mm-hmm. the moment. You know, it's just something I like, and it's kind of my, my impetus to to produce. I like storytelling, mm-hmm. and I like giving people a forum, a forum to tell their stories. And that's what this is. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like we're giving people, we're shining a spotlight on a, a different guest every week, mm-hmm. and and having them share their story with us. And... Mm-hmm. 
you know, how people can enjoy it or not enjoy it yeah. or get something from it or, it or not or get just, something yeah. from it. But, you know, I mean, that that's really what it is. And I, I like, I, I, it's just, it's in keeping with, with a lot of what I've done. It's great, yeah. Creating your own stuff and making things happen. How's the love life? Oh, God, why do you have to ask me that question? I don't know. I just I, my love that. life, I don't I know, it's non-existent. Oh, yeah. no. Absolutely non-existent. And I'm, I'm fine with that. No, I'm fine believe. with that. I'm fine. I, you uh, couldn't be more charming. It's really sweet of you. Um, I'm not charming. You have to get ready <laughs> because all of the eligible bachelors after they listen to this. You think so? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Good, yeah. Yeah. Uh, dating is weird in Los Angeles, I think. You know did what? You, did dating, you find your well, guy he's, here? He's, I yeah. am in a relationship. Um, and they did but I was here, here about two here? and a half years single. And then no, uh, you found I found you found a good one. one. It's very rare and he's not from here. Um, but no, dating in Internacional. LA... Yeah, <laughs> dating in LA is terrible. Well, it's also I feel like everyone here is trying to like look for the next best thing, and, and I find myself that sometimes. That like, is so I, I feel true. Like me doing that, and like, there is the next best oh, thing. But everywhere. there's also yeah. there's also a lot of garbage people. Oh my here. god! Of course, yeah. Like like people that it, it's un, like I didn't know people came so garbage. Yeah, I didn't know that ever. I like. Like how? What do you Where mean? I grew people up in like, New York, people of quality. There were people of quality. Come on, there's no garbage. And Horace Mann. No, and Horace Mann. You know, and you were man. Pedof- after yeah, the pedophiles. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> then finally, <laughs> you got well, the quality. Quality. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> there were there were some garbage people, but like I, I don't know. Like I I really have experienced. Do you think that's gay men in general, though? I mean, not not the gay men are no, garbage. I, don't I feel like in terms of dating, like there's something. Off I think about. you're right. I, I think, think no, that I there's think an older ego generations are very hard. There's a I think there's an ego. egocentric thing to LA, which isn't necessarily bad, but people come here because they have goals for themselves. Yeah. And people try to realize those goals for themselves, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's hard to there's create just, a relationship. There, there's just an quality that I found over and over again in in guys in LA. I just like this this narcissism that just mm-hmm. won't end and a total lack of you know empathy and you know it, it's just it's a lot of um, uh, sociopaths <laughs> it, really, yeah. it really is well, it's also uh, hard, I think, And also. criminals and drug addicts. But, I mean, they, you know, they, they, those exist everywhere. Prostitutes. That's my That's mistake. Yeah, sure. prostitutes. Yeah. Who cares? I like the people, prostitutes. People who are yeah. prostitutes that don't tell me they're prostitutes. Yeah, they're like, hiding I thought their we were prostitution. Yeah. If you're a prostitute, be free about it. Just please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he could have told me he was a prostitute. He didn't <laughs> charge me for it. But, um, yeah. Well, it's also, I think, when you're a, a performer or a creative person, you work so hard, you're so focused on a certain goal mm-hmm. that when someone else comes into your, your life you want to make sure that they're the, the right fit like you don't I, I don't want to spend more time I'm like it's a whole thing it's like I'm like ah oh, I don't want to spend time right now I'm spending too much time on my career so it's like it's I want them to just kind of fit in magically to my life which never happens well, relationships no, of course. I mean, you take want, time and they really effort. do yeah you want a refuge you yeah know, you want you want you know you want to be able to like this is where I can go to escape you know yeah. like the slings and arrows of, of the slings, you, you know. Well, okay, you know, I was just quoting Shakespeare, but, right, um, yeah. but uh, <laughs> he wrote slings and arrows for a reason. I know. <laughs> but yeah, no. So you want to escape like the the just like the the hard knocks and yes, hits right, yeah, and yeah. blows that you take in entertainment and the yeah. rejections and everything like that. And 
it's hard to find that because yeah. it, and you know instead unfortunately in the terrible choices I've made you know like I haven't found a refuge oh I've don't found, say that you've made I've found things choices well no in my relationships they've been, okay. been really terrible um, but <laughs> really like, like what like crazy like you have had like restraining orders I've had a restraining order but but you know, I mean, that's just my own fucked up, you know, you didn't, choices. You didn't know when you guys started dating that you would need that. You didn't. Were there any? No, I never thought. No. no, but but I mean, I should have. You yeah. know, like if someone is like a hardcore drug addict. Yeah. And then I mean. and then I also like just you know learn in in spending time with him that he has like a crazy temper and will uh-huh. like attack someone like on the street who what who might like look at him the wrong way and I have to like kind of pull him back from that I should have known that maybe at some point that violence could turn towards me oh, no you know okay. um yeah um so love love anyway. I feel like for <laughs> well, going yeah, back to what you were saying about um sort of the balance thing I, I've definitely experienced that with my current relationship because I am constantly you know working on my art and spending a lot of time and energy doing that and there is kind of a sort of balancing act that you have to consider and well the, finding the great thing about a, re- a, a really good hard. relationship is that you want to take that time for them and i've i've realized mm-hmm. like yeah. i want to experience that side of my life and i want I, that time is important. That relationship time is important to me, and what it actually does is gives me fuel for my creation. Yeah, I think and it gives me ideas. When you get to that point, yeah. But is your is your boyfriend? Does he understand like your life? Like I think a lot of guys who I've dated have been like, oh, why don't you have a job? Or like, why aren't you working a regular job? Or you know, what exactly is this kind of? A lot of guys are like, well, I want someone who has a city job and. I'm like, I can't always go on trips with you because sometimes I have money, sometimes I don't have money. So it's a... Right. And a that lot of people don't actually understand that. So it's a whole thing. He's lived in LA for 12 years. and So I think He's he fine. understands entertainment. Yeah. And he understands people that kind of live um, in a sort of artistic lifestyle that is very job-to-job based yeah. oftentimes. But... I'm pretty uh, grounded. You do, you I don't do really what, have do what big you need ups to do. and downs in my life. Yeah. You do what you need to do to, to make it work. I mean, like mm-hmm. you, you know, you take get jobs on the side and do what you need to do. You know, like you're a very hardworking person. Oh, thanks, Eric. Hardworking person. And take are. good care of yourself. Like you, you've got that figured out. For now, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Yeah. Ron Morehouse. Yeah. So yeah, what's up? So what's next? Bell so, House. Bell House. So you can watch Future Boyfriend. You can go to YouTube and type it in. Are you guys there. contemplating a feature? We are definitely. Con- yes, we are. And the we're, TV. And you don't yes. write. Neither we one do. of you. We do. We're writes. starting to write now. Are you so writing together? Us, yeah, we're writing together. We just actually came from a writers meeting. The two of us. So. Oh. Um, I think we've always wanted to kind of write, but I think it's a newer thing. So we were kind of more interested in just producing the content at first and getting yeah. it going. Before, yeah. Before you had something. The, yeah. written like like let's just do this yeah like, our next project is, is one that we're going to write direct star and produce we're like so that's and like that's the a next short level. it'll be short we have a couple ideas and we, we have an idea we one of them want, we want to work on as a proof of concept for a feature film so yeah um, but we definitely are we're like we're chomping the bit to do a feature film we're just trying to figure out what it is and like you know how to do it so that's so great you, all of yeah. your shorts are so high quality that I'm sure yeah, that's to, a thing. to move on to a well, feature and, and maintain that level of 
And it's hard. It's, the it's concepts hard. are like it's a kernel that could be turned into. Yeah. Like you, you've already nailed that. You know. That yeah. It does. It doesn't completely play itself out. Like this could only be a five minute thing. Or yeah. Whatever. Well, our shorts are also like you can make a short at that high quality for the price that we for the money that we have mm-hmm. for a feature film to make it at this, that high quality. It's going to be a lot more money that we don't. Well, have. yeah. So it's you're like going to have to blow like, five yeah. minutes into two hours. Yeah. So exactly. The budget's like, going to be like. Oh, a lot. However I mean, many times five goes into 120 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's funny, so. But, um, no, but you can see Future Boyfriend online. Just type it into YouTube. And then we also have our web series, which is Hill Yes, which is on Amazon Prime. Which is great. Which is great. Yeah, it's a, we made it for oh the That the second election. episode, where it's all just... Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's a not great so episode. So funny. We have, we have some really talented people. I haven't Oh, it's great. You should watch it, yeah. Okay. It's about two low-level employees in Hillary Clinton's campaign. It's about their friendship. Oh my God, it's like trying to move forward. Yeah, it's five episodes, really quick and fast. Maybe the entire thing's been maybe fifteen minutes. But I um, will super love that because I I worked in politics too. I worked on the oh Duke, nice okay. the Dukakis campaign oh my in '88. Oh, you are old. Mm-hmm. I am. Yeah, but I also I I worked in Parliament in London. Really, it's my best job ever. I was an intern in Parliament in 1987. That's amazing. That's yeah. really cool. It was great. And um, if uh, do you like people to follow me on your social media? Sure, yeah. Media? Morehouse Ron is my handle for Instagram. Yeah. So I'm perfect. Just hit me up on Facebook if you want to. I'll see if I'll approve you to be a friend. And does Bell? <laughs> <laughs> and Bell, Bell House Productions it doesn't have a website. We do. We have a, we have a, we have a Facebook page. We have a YouTube page. Um, oh, so you are, you, okay. So you, you put your stuff on on YouTube. Yeah, we do. Yeah, uh, we're we're distributed through other uh, companies on YouTube. Do you have tens sites. of thousands of subscribers? Tens and... of hundreds. Of <laughs> tens of subscribers. Yeah. Yeah. Tens of subscribers. Um, uh, I'm subscribing to you and there Emily you go. Please, and yes, Bellhouse Productions. Yeah. Um, and your and your producing I'm partner is Emily, Emily Bell. Bell. Yes, she's Emily the Bell. I think on Instagram or Twitter. And but she's a lovely actress. She's a great. That's she's, all she's I know. Been, about I've her. been so lucky to actually have her. She's a great producing partner, a great, great creative person. So, I think that right That's now a it's gift. that's so great to come together with someone so like minded and it, which, it's it's it's, hard. it's really hard to do this thing alone, you know. Yeah. And so when you find the right partners to come together on and usually like I mean I actually have had a producing partner in a company but you know but for each project I try to find the right partners and it is acting is such a solo experience yeah. I mean, when you get the job you're on the team but pursuing an acting career getting an agent manager is so yeah. it can be a lonely existence and having a, a partner that you create things with helps with that and it, it, you don't worry about stuff like that you don't well, worry it gives about your you a focus it's like when yeah. you get together you're working on that you know whereas if you're doing it alone like when are you your guys' yeah. always, always and never your, yeah. your rapport on on screen is really fantastic yeah, as yeah. well we've got, you guys we've work got really well together so, yeah you really see that in Future Boyfriend. Yeah, that, yeah, that's awesome. It's very cool. So, um, all right, well, yeah, Ron, how are we Thank you. Thank you guys are awesome. Thank it's you been for having me on here. It's, it's been an hour? Yeah. We've been for an hour. An hour. We wow. Have. And um, listeners now. Listeners. Thank you so much. <laughs> awesome. I hope you guys all enjoyed your commute home Yay. or sitting in your desk at the office, yeah. whatever you're doing. Doing whatever you're doing. Glass of wine. Being in. Thailand, yeah. Yeah. Thailand, <laughs> Thailand, Thailand, or Jakarta, like Jakarta. We, we do. I mean, I'm just quoting from Jakarta SoundCloud. Um, you know, people listening in all corners of the earth. Yeah, you know, we're basically yeah. like England, 1895. 
There may Love be it. people <laughs> learning English from this podcast. Could you imagine? I hope so. We <laughs> all know a lot of gay terms. Mm-hmm. Um, please give us five stars or don't bother. Write a comment. <laughs> send us an email. We'll read it aloud on the podcast. Um, yeah. Thanks, everybody, so Woo-hoo, much. Thank you, guys. Bye. Thanks. Awesome. Bye. Bye.